The Bush presidential years were kind of rough. I mean, we only went through four years of Trump and I'm exhausted. Look at the past few movies we've covered and you'll see how tired the country's psyche was at the time. Two Coen Brothers movies about how the world doesn't make any sense anymore. The story of American capitalism told through an oil tycoon. An Andy Samberg comedy about a stupid man with emotions he could only process through fighting with his stepdad. Even the animated movie is about how humanity has numbed itself instead of fixing its problems. Christopher Nolan's second Batman movie addresses these, these issues head on, predicting things that were later confirmed to have happened under Bush. The Cape Crusader uses interrogation techniques, similar to those used in Guantanamo Bay. He taps the entire city's phones, something that Eric Snowden would have exposed if he had been there instead of Lucius Fox. His attempts to solve a problem that his father had failed in fixing only brought a new villain to the front. But was it all necessary? Were all the lives that were saved worth the lines that were crossed? Is George Bush the hero that America needed, or was he the one that it deserves? The boys discuss all these things and more as they face the dark night on Best Pictures. Put a smile on that face. That's not his voice, really, is it? This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Goody Lundsberg, <clears> and <throat> I'm joined, as always, by... Why so serious? That's not the voice either. Uh, who else is here? Oh, no, um, I'm Mark. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm Chad, and do you want to know how I got these scars? See, that's not... It either. And yeah, who is it's that? hard. I got the headphones on, and I feel like who it's are you throwing me off? He said it I at said, the beginning. I said that I'm Jack. Oh, okay. And do you're you doing. Know how I got these scars? Doing a little bit more of a Jack Nicholson. Joke. Yeah, you are definitely doing a Nicholson. That is what I was I'm going Jack to say. But, but you kind of got the like the he does smack his lips a lot. So, so hey, listeners, how does that sound? <laughs> so, 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 can you guess what Joker I I am if I do this? Sorry, Cody, are you reading a tattoo on your chest? Yes. Yeah, okay, you're Jerry Leto. <laughs> well, so that transitions nicely. Let's talk about what we saw at the Megaplex this week before we dive oh, into what we were talking about for the dark. Oh, night. we did it. Yeah, that's got a smooth did someone transition. See, did someone see Morbius? Well, no, because if we had, our nation would have been healed, as Jared Leto said today. Yes, that's um, true. That's what we need right now. Now more than ever, Morbius, we need Morbius. Morbius was the hardest role he's ever had to play, because normally he doesn't play roles that are like him. Like him. Hey, do you? he said it's the movie we read we need right now and that will heal us. Do you guys know the premise of Morbius? I'll, I'll give you guys a little Vam- comic knowledge. Vampire man turn bad? Eat people? Prey on girl? So... So he is Morbius, the living vampire. So he becomes a vampire, not by being bitten by a vampire, but through scientific means. Basically, he puts a virus in himself Mm -hmm. where he becomes a vampire. No, but Cody, where does that virus come from? Bats. Uh, Bats. (laughs) It it does have a little bit of bat DNA in the virus. Yes, correct. So can you think of an, he, can you think of another time when a virus came from a bat? So Cody, no. what movie did you watch? So hold on, I want to tell you guys the other Jared Leto coronavirus story. You guys know this, right? Jared yeah. Leto went on a retreat in the woods for like a month and a half, I and totally then totally forgot about <laughs> yep, this because it happened what so ha- long ago. What but happened to his followers? Are they okay? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't he like 
gain followers? Like gain disciples? the what? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read part. an article where Jared Leto started a cult where like people followed him around and dressed in all white in the woods. Am I oh. making this up in my head? I don't We're know about, about that part. Things. We're talking about different things. I'm, I'm talking about when he came out of the woods and was like, oh, shit, I guess coronavirus is the thing. And, <laughs> and then went to like, have many interviews about it. It's going to make a Taylor Swift joke. Um, try okay, it. You talk about the Jared Leto of- movie. I'm going to see if I can get down to the bottom of this Jared Leto cult because I'm pretty sure something um, happened I, early quarantine I, where he started a cult. I think okay. that all of his uh, his cult followers are like, are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Because they were in the woods uh, and they left the yeah. woods. That's pretty good. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, so Jared Leto is in a movie called The Little Things, uh, which is also a movie starring uh, two other Oscar winners, Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. Three equally deserving mm-hmm. Oscar wins mm-hmm. in that cast. I mean that's the obvious joke that everybody's already. You know, made about I think if you take about. an average, they have two nominations each. Mm, yeah, yeah, because like on average, Leto and Rami both got one nomination, one win. Yeah, and Denzel has like four nominations or something like that. Yeah, he's got a lot. Um, but it's good. I mean, it's it's kind of your standard like uh, detective thriller thing. Um, it's interesting because like you cast. It is very distracting to watch one of the most effortless actors we have in Denzel. Just give an effortless performance. He just is a good haunted detective. Mm-hmm. It feels great. Effortless and like the good connotation of the word. Like he's totally. he's so good that it just it feels natural. And then surrounding him are the two most effortful performers we probably have. Um, mm-hmm. And it like truly gets distracting in ways. Like, here's the thing: I don't think Jared Leto or Rami are always bad. I really don't. I, I think, think they're good most of the time. Most right? of the time, like, I just don't need to hear Jared Leto give a fucking interview ever. Basically, is yeah. my problem with him. Is like, he uh, shut up. Here was I. Anyway, when I say they're good um, most like of the time, a, I think I'm mostly talking about Rami Malek. I don't think Jared Leto's good most of the time. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take back what I said there. I kind of think he's not bad most of the time. Not, like, not I think, bad is different than good. Uh, sure, I think when he's deployed well, he's good. So like in Blade Runner 2049, right? Like yeah, which I haven't seen in that. Yeah, um, I mean he doesn't. But have I'm a ton gonna to do and I'm gonna well, nominate but. that in 2049. So just just wait. Okay, whenever we're still um, doing the podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're, we're 55. Yep. Um, there are some other things that I don't think Leto is bad in. I, I mean, I think he's horrendous in Suicide Squad. I think that's an entirely yeah, that's... miscalculation of a character. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he deserved the Oscar he has. I think he's good at Fight Club. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have a ton really to do there, but the um, end of the list. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, he's good in my so-called life, that TV show, and I uh, like one of those thirty-second to Mars songs. Yeah, the break mm-hmm. me called, yeah. down. The kill. So marry me, bury me. So yeah. F FYI, um, Jared Leto did start a cult. Uh, cool. Yeah, sure. Good for yeah. him. Uh, the uh, the the. They call themselves the Echelon, and they went had a retreat in Croatia where Leto dressed in white robes and hosted hundreds of his devotees for a three-day music festival complete with yoga and movie screenings. 
Um, what did they watch? The band tweeted photos of Leto leading hundreds of people, also dressed in white, captioned, yes, this is a cult. That See, kind of feels like that was a 30 Seconds to Mars music festival and they just played around with cult. Yeah, that injury. sounds like a like a, a he wanted to be in a cult, so he had a music festival. Yeah. yeah. The photo, which you can't see because of my Zoom background. Yeah, no, yeah, wow. again, nothing. You like okay, actually I mean, disappeared. Yeah, it, it looks like it, sure. Um, but little things. There's a mystery. Denzel and Rami have to solve it. it. It's like good for what it is. You can tell that it was written in 1990-ish because that is when it was written oh, wow. um, for a variety of different reasons. But um, how, uh, how little are the things? See, but the thing about the little things is they're what trips you up. So little mm -hmm. things kind of become big things. I uh, want to shout out super quick to something else I watched called In and of Itself, which is a stage show that's really good. It's kind of magic, but also kind of like, um, what's that other thing called? Mentalism or whatever. But it's also like a very like personal monologue type stage show. It's on Hulu right now. That would That's my recommends, but it is a stage show. It's not a narrative movie. So I'm not going to dive into it too much other than to just tell people to watch it. Um, hey, Mark. Hi, uh, this is Mark, and I usually run the Shot on an iPhone beat on this podcast. Um, you know, uh -huh. I normally talk about Soderbergh movies, Shot on an iPhone. Well, and also when you were a kid, you did host Mark's Super Short Show. So whenever yes, that's for right. short, and <laughs> that's we did, not true. I feel like I've talked about them on shorts. But shoot on iPhone for that Show, oh okay. Yes. Nope. iPhones I probably didn't. I don't exist. know where you were going with that. Um, it's, it's Mike's super short show, but it sounds like Mark's super short show. That that was that was uh, the extent of the bit. It's not a good bit. No, I didn't claim it was. Hey, Sometimes, Chad, just just cut that out of the podcast. No. I'm not going to. I want the world to know what happened here. All right, Cody. I'm trying to watch out for you here, but we talk for an hour and a half. Every time we do one of these fucking things, and you or made the worst, you made a bad and bit. And sometimes you just have to swing for the fences. And speak for yourself. And sometimes um, you miss. You got to push those sometimes boundaries. You miss. Sometimes, sometimes you, miss. you push boundaries, and sometimes you miss. Yeah. Anyway, I watched Neon. Uh, I think that is how you pronounce it. Um, so. Don't you just love how anytime like any white person talks about anything said <laughs> in Asia, they're like, "I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it," and it's like. I, I probably could have looked it up. Um, it's it's a short made by Lulu Wong and the, the whole production team behind The Farewell. Um, yep. And it's an adaptation of a Chinese fairy tale yep. about a little girl that makes friends with a monster um, and how we shouldn't be afraid of things. Um, we should accept them and learn from them. I, yeah. I, th I think we should be afraid of monsters. No, he's a nice monster. Just because he looks different and he lives in the woods doesn't mean he's mean. He just mm. likes dumplings. He's mm. a nice oh, he's monster good. who likes dumplings and his practical effects like a Muppet. He is a Muppet, and that is... Well, he's not a Muppet, but he is a Muppet-esque. Yeah. There is something going on in my apartment that is distracting. Sorry. I think that my neighbors above me just keep jumping right over will, here, so I hope you guys can Chad's dog is barking My dog's now, so. barking. Cody's... <laughs> Neighbors are raving or something. This is just yeah, I really it's professional. Apart. I ordinarily we'd be meeting in the studio, but these right, these yeah, trying times. These trying COVID, times. Just try to have patience with us uh, at least this yeah. year. For, <laughs> right. 
and no longer. Yeah. Um, no, just like till the end of this year, probably. <laughs> then we'll get back to uh, the um, studio. Yeah. yeah. And but we yeah. are definitely taping this in 2020. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, 2021, everything's going to be good again. Even, oh, it'll be great. Yeah. Even though both of the movies we've talked about so far definitely released in 2021 only. Well, anyway. we get the exclusive like screeners. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're screeners, screeners yeah. right. Yeah. Um, the Practical Monster in Neon, or how do we say that it was pronounced? I think it's Neon. Neon um is really good and i love him yeah. and he is my friend um yes chad which did you watch um oh I... by, by the way it's sorry it's on youtube just look it it's, up yeah, yeah it's on the yeah, freaking it's really, it's like really nine true. minutes it's yeah it's yeah it's i mean it's a little uh yeah just watch it on your freaking phone it's fucking um, shot on a phone you might as well watch it on a phone so yeah. the movie i watched is called eight crazy nights in miami um fascinating choice and uh I, it's this animated adam sandler bit brand new i don't know uh, oh yeah. did i watch the wrong one guys i think you did yeah. oh no i don't did know they even mentioned thing. miami in that no that was the weird thing about it um because it's snowing on the ground and it's hanukkah okay anyways um no it wasn't a jewish movie this was a muslim movie called one night in miami um, I don't know. Would you call this a like a faith based movie for Islam? Fascinating question. Um, yeah, actually, sure. Kinda, yeah, yeah, actually, like, why not? yeah, yeah. I mean, it, um, it's specifically a certain branch of it at the time. Well, but it's yeah. it's like I don't know. It, if you view it as a faith based movie, then it's about like having faith but also not being tied to a certain like branch of that church right because i mean i don't know if it really well no it it malcolm does talk about that he's it's the nation of islam specifically Mm -hmm. that they're talking about that he eventually does leave um which is what the movie is about and that works out for him yeah no i'm kidding he gets shot but i'm so so the movie is a fictional night where Muhammad Ali, uh, at the time, Cassius Clay, until the end of the movie, um, and uh, gosh, who else was there? Old Malcolm X, uh, Sam right. Cooke, and yep. that football Jim player Brown. turned actor, Jim Brown, yeah. Jim um, Brown. And uh, they have a night in Miami, and they, they argue about like their place in the world, um, the civil rights movement. Uh, what their responsibility is as like black public figures mm-hmm. um and uh it's a really really great movie it, it feels like a like a hangout movie a, yeah a, a genre i i tend to like as we've seen with like the richard Linklater movies i i tend to pick uh for this podcast um this has a different feel to it um Mostly the non-whiteness of this movie. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a little different than well, a Linklater movie. But also, like, there are, like, not everyone likes each other in this movie, per se. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like Jim Brown and definitely Sam Cooke are, like, not on the same page as Malcolm X. Definitely. We're like, yeah. Malcolm X is kind of, like, definitely trying to convert Cassius to mm-hmm. um, Islam and, like, specifically to the Brotherhood of Islam. Although... Mm-hmm. At the end, he kind of does make the pitch of, like, we should both leave together. Um, well, because th- there was some political wrangling there a bit that if Cassius left, then that would be 
enough, uh, like big visibility. It's kind of the yeah. idea there. It, it's really, it's really fascinating. Um, you, um, you said it was a hangout movie. It's a type of movie that you kind of like. You also famously on this podcast have said that you like play movies, movies that are plays. Yeah, uh, like this uh, is. That, yeah, it is. It's it's based and on it, a play. and it. Yeah, um, and it definitely feels like one, but still in a good way. Um, yeah. Not again, as much as a lot of other movies that are based on plays that I've watched recently, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty. I don't know. I, I, it, it feels say until the end. It yeah. feels very limited until the very end. Yeah, and I guess we start out sort of checking in with everybody, and I don't know if that's in the play or not, but I think so probably is yeah yeah um and it's directed by regina king like mm-hmm. we should definitely talk about that yes. which is she pretty did a awesome job. rules when you set like 90 percent of a movie in one like kind of shitty hotel room and it can still look dynamic and be yeah. engaging you did a good job as a director you staged that, that final well the the scene where Malcolm talks about seeing Sam Cook sing, I think, is an incredibly well directed like, scene. Are you talking about the the very end where he's like actually watching him sing? Or oh oh oh, oh. no, I know what both you're of them. About. Both. But the but the flashback and then the final one, yeah. I think, are so the, well the, directed. The final scene is incredible, and uh, Leslie Adam Jr. is his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He, gosh, he's just a talented singer. Like he's. Just I mean, great. he's getting an Oscar nom this year and i would say a good portion of it is because of the singing in this movie as well yeah um it seems like he's going to be the one from the movie to get the nom even though i think all of them are great mm-hmm. but it seems like he's the one that's going to yeah. be pushed it also I'm, helps I'm that for, hamilton uh, dropped on disney plus this year i'm rooting for eli gory from uh from riverdale who played cassius he Clay. is good in this movie He's very good. He is good in this movie. And I gotta um, say, I think I think he played a boxer in Riverdale, and I think that had something to do with why I got the part. Maybe you know? did, yeah. Um, but Leslie has Hamilton dropped, and everybody could see it. There's this year yeah. too, so I think I think totally. that momentum helps. Yeah. Do you guys know who wrote this and also wrote the play that it was based on? It's the guy that wrote Soul, right? Correct. It is Kemp Powers, the writer and co-director of Soul. So he's having a great what year, a and I year. Oh my god! I am like I can't wait to see what that dude does and i probably should have already known about his career a little bit but um so basically what he has written is five episodes of star trek discovery and then one night in miami and soul so i think he's i think he's gonna be yeah that's a a fun career to to watch from the ground up that's gonna be great um it seems like so he wrote a short film in 2012 and then he wrote the play one night in miami and that's kind of it which is like pretty cool pretty awesome um he there is a really good episode of uh inside pixar that focuses around him where he talks about that he wanted to include the barbershop scene in soul he wanted a lot of like black moments yeah it's um, very good, yeah. I mean, there's so many re- good scenes in that movie, but that probably is, yeah, one of the best scenes. Yes, I I agree. I would highly recommend finding it's it's a little like that that series is like ten minute short documentaries, and I'd recommend seeking his out. Um, yeah, it's it's a good movie. There there's some awards talk about the guy who plays um Malcolm X. 
Kingsley, mm -hmm. uh, Ben Adir. Um, so when I saw his name, actor. when I saw his name, like Amazon Prime, it like lists the cast. And I saw his name and I thought it was Ben Kingsley. And then <laughs> like. He can really play anything. The movie ended and I was like, wait, Ben Kingsley wasn't in that movie. <laughs> but. Um, Kingsley Benadir, I he apparently plays Obama in the Comey role, uh, which none of us. Interesting. Watched. Gotcha. Um, I was kind of thinking like in his his Malcolm X was like Obama adjacent. Like I could see, yeah. Like, I, I mentioned as we were watching the movie to to Laura, like I think he could play Obama one day, and it's funny that. Apparently he already he has. has. Um, Glenn, Glenn Beck is listening to this podcast and just furiously drawing lines on his chart between Malcolm X and Obama. He another connection. He apparently is in High Fidelity. Um, oh, the TV show. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also in Love Life, a TV show I love, uh, the Anna Kendrick yeah. one, and he was right. also in Noel, another Anna Kendrick joint. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna have a pretty um big good career aldous hodge also in this movie uh you know now i'm like he's the one we haven't talked about yet i love aldous hodge i was the the first time i saw him in something i was like that man needs to be a superhero immediately <laughs> um you guys have seen him and stuff he was in yeah i mean he was in what women want which is a bad movie but he's in uh he's an invisible man and yeah. it's so good in that movie I so, think, like, of the four, he was, in this movie, he was the weakest link, but only because, like, nothing against him, he's a great actor, but, like, yeah. I think everyone else just was a I more interesting had, character. Yeah, he had less to do. He, exactly. He's meant to be, like, the calming presence mm -hmm. in it, but he definitely is giving a, like, performance in it that's not his yeah. standard He's also in the movie Magic Camp, which I stumped for a couple months oh, ago. Gosh. He plays one of the kids' dads. Uh, but so he is going to be a superhero, but he's Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. So like, oh, okay. I don't know if that's good Weird. for him. <laughs> sure. Like, I uh, kind of maybe I guess um, pick Marvel. I don't speaking know. Of, speaking of DC superheroes. Um, Why would we do that? I don't know. Do we, do we have something to talk about? It's not this podcast. Episode? We're, we're talking. We're talking about Iron Man this week, right? Oh, <laughs> the yeah. other two thousand eight superhero movie. I watched the wrong movie. Oh, what movie did you watch? I watched The Dark Knight instead. Oh, can we just talk about that then? That's yeah, fine. That I remember it well enough that yeah. I, I could talk about it. This is a bit. Everyone actually watched this movie for the podcast. <laughs> Don't do not worry. Although, I mean, this is maybe the first time. I've seen The Dark Knight. Oh, that's a lot. No, never. I watched it like two years ago. <laughs> it's <laughs> Mark's pick, but he never saw it. I mean, yeah. it's happened before with The Fugitive. <laughs> hey, I had seen half of that movie before. So what do you mean? Uh, the first time you've seen it in a while? Yeah, although I, I go back on that statement because I watched it when I when I bought my current copy of it. Yep. It was one of the first things I bought on 4K. Yeah. And I watched it. And uh, hey, it's gorgeous. It's a good movie. What happens in it, Mark? You picked it. Oh, there's a guy named Batman. And the Batman. There's this funny guy who's his friend. Well, not really his friend. Not really he's his the friend. villain. His name they're is They're frenemies. Joker. Yeah, they're like, you know, inseparable, but they yeah. don't get along very well. How many um, Batman are there? Well, at first you're like, 
why are there so many Batman and why do they have guns and why are they wearing hockey pads? I'm, I'm like, oh, did I freaking turn on Batman versus Superman or something? <laughs> Batman's got a gun. I must be watching <laughs> the wrong one. Um, but no, those are fake Batmans. Yeah. Uh, and and they get hurt and Batman they're wearing saves, yeah. hockey pads. Hockey pads. Um, I'm not wearing them. I'm not wearing the, the, You're the doing plot. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> um, the, the plot of this movie is that the Batman is like taking down the mob, and then the Joker is like, yeah. "Hey guys, why don't we uh, kill the Batman?" Mm. And they're like, "That's stupid." And then so Joker tries to kill Batman's Batman. taking down the mob all by himself, or there's someone else involved. Well, okay, there is this guy, Commissioner Gordon. Do you guys remember? A couple years ago, when we recorded the Batman Begins episode, yeah, yeah, I remember him. Remember the the Gordon guy? Yep. Do yeah. you remember the Batman guy? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember Rachel? Uh, I hope not, because she's different so. now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you know, he's teamed up with Gordon. Gordon has a new friend named Harvey Dent. Harvey. Uh, he has another name too. It's the White Knight of Gotham. Yeah. Um, that's his only other name. Yeah. And well, kinda, well mm, but down in Central, they do have another name for him. Yeah, but we, I didn't really. I, I hadn't heard anything about that. I I right. I didn't. Okay, he was called Two Face, and okay. eventually okay. half of his okay. face does burn off. So yeah. he kind of does have two faces. But if you right. think about it, he only really can, has half of a face at that point. Can I just like derail here for like one second? I think please that one thing this movie does really really well is not so much the emotional origin of two-face but the physical origin of two-face the fact yeah. that like it's his half his face is like in gasoline and then it just catches yeah. fire really easily and like he's Rules. far enough away from the explosion that like he w would have been fine mm -hmm. but half if of his face and his like yeah. his like shoulder had been dipped in gasoline Yep. So, like, the flame, like, catches them just enough to burn the and shit out of him. It's gross as hell. Uh, yeah. It's really good. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing I noticed this time is, like, mm -mm, he could not walk around like that. It would get infected. Like, he just couldn't. <laughs> which is why, which is why, no, it's yeah. good. Because in yeah. my letterbox review, I say people miss the point of this movie. And and the lessons they learn from it is to make everything super grim, dark, and gritty and grounded. This movie's silly as fuck. Like it oh, is, yeah. and I think people kind of forget that about it. The Two Face stuff, like, is silly, and I don't mean silly like pejoratively. Like I think it is good that it is it is very serious, but it is comic booky. Like no man could walk around like that. That's fine. There's ninjas uh, it, in this universe. I think it would be funny that if he didn't spoiler alert die at the end. Uh, yeah. And it cuts to him like a year later, and like he's just infected on uh, that side of his face. It's just like swollen, mm -hmm. and he's like, "I, I mean, should have kept the bandage on." <laughs> yeah, it smells bad. Yeah, can't really that, eat. Mm, yeah, checking back in with the two face later. That, that'd be yeah. that'd be fun. He's like, yeah, wakes up in the morning and his face is stuck to his pillow, and he's like, "Ah, damn it, I rolled over again." So there's still like 30 minutes of this movie where they do the trolley problem, but on with boats, and then Batman uses Big Brother, and Lucius says, "I don't like yeah, it." Yeah, there is like a lot going on in this movie because we didn't there's even talk kind of about the whole thing with like the banks in Hong Kong, and the guy trying to bat. 
blackmail Batman. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. there is somebody who tries to blackmail Batman. Yeah, you're right. I think that this might save him. Every time I watch this movie, one of my favorite things about movies, and this is maybe why I like Ocean's Eleven so much as well, is that when I watch a movie and I'm like, oh, I forgot how this movie works. Because, yeah. like, I watched this movie and I was like, wait, hold on. What's the deal with the banks in this movie? Like, they they all put it together so, so, that so they can't so lose it. So it's the mob banks and the guy from China wow. took all the money out so he could consolidate it so that so that it Gordon it and Batman yeah. couldn't track it, which is why they leave all the tracking ones. But then Joker steals that money. No. Yes, Batman. he does. No, Joker oh, steals right. it. He he does the hit. Yeah. That's the beginning of the movie. Joker steals all the money and then offers them a chance to have it back. Wait, well, no, there's money's in other places. Joker just steals money. Lao takes all of the money to Hong Kong with him. Yeah, the rest of it. But like Joker did steal a lot. But how do? Yeah, and Joker gets it back because they all pay him. But then he gives them half. No, he gets the money back from Lao. That's what it. Joker gets the money back from Lao. Okay, it's a little confusing. (laughs) This is Nolan's most straightforward linear movie it is his most linear movie in that there are no flashbacks correct um which is interesting um but there's like no flashbacks no looping Mm -mm. no going into people's brains time never slows down no inversion yeah the only the only thing he yeah time always goes in one direction and never goes backwards The, the one thing he does is, you know, the Silence of the Lambs thing where you think, like, Batman's going to save Rachel the whole time and then it turns out it's Harvey. That would be the one yeah. time he kind of messes with where But that's not at. really messing with time. That's messing with no. location. Yeah, and exactly. also that is five seconds of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also so, Batman doesn't know what he's doing. Correct. Batman tries to go to rachel and it rachel. gets the wrong address he puts it in his fucking map quest wrong no he got that's a 2008 no. reference for joker you. switched the joker, joker switched yeah. him because he's a, know, he's a know, twisty guy he can't he's trust twisted. that joker you can't um but, but to sum the movie up basically the joker is trying to say all all people are either bad or one small push from being bad. And right, Batman's it's the killing joke say, thing is there, all it takes is one bad day to turn a yeah. a, a, a good man and, bad. And Batman, and Batman's whole thing is like, we don't like... Have yeah. wrong. We should stand for something. That's Donald Trump. That's not, yeah, that was, that's not Batman. That was Donald Trump. Hey, Batman's just that the people of Gotham yeah, that's no, better. stop. I that's mean, that's better. that's more Trumpy. <laughs> um, but like the whole motivating force behind B- Batman in half of like the maybe the first two thirds of this movie are like he wants to get his girlfriend back and he hates yeah. this dumb guy that she's dating now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also likes him. He, he does like him, him as him. a politician. He um, thinks that he can be the new hero to replace Batman. That the the city will no longer yeah. need Batman because Harvey right. is this white knight. And Which, what's interesting in the movie is that the movie ends up kind of siding with the Joker that, like, everyone is kind of a, a push well, from being it, it right. Does, but it does it with the Harvey storyline, but with right. the boats, it's like the people of Gotham all chose to not be murderers, and they all chose right. to do the right thing. Well, it 
kind of because they did vote to blow the other boat up but no they one could actually it. do it no but one they could couldn't do it yeah but they like they do have the it's like really interesting the result of that because it's not like people are good and they want to do good it's like no they want to do bad they just can't pull the trigger well they don't want to do bad but they don't want to die they think yeah. like and the the people on the the prison boat I think it was an easier choice for them to make, but the people on the other boat, they were trying to like in their heads justify it by like dehumanizing the prisoners, but then in yeah. the end of the day, they couldn't do it. They decided, yeah. I think I think that that part of the movie is pretty unambiguously like a positive. Yes. Thing. Yeah. But, but, and, but and I still that think is where like, after that happens, Batman is straight up like, yeah, Joker, I won. And the Joker's like, mm, where's Harvey? Right, but the and Joker, I think it's still also like the Joker could argue that it proves his point because they are, um, they still are not willing to get their hands dirty, which is his whole argument for the mob, which is why they hire him. And it's it's an interesting like deal with yeah, the devil movie where, that, where the mob like lets him off the leash and he like is tearing everything down and just and burning money. And this, the movie also like deals with the thing that a lot of people say about Batman and the Joker is that like they they kind of like fed into each other because like the, yeah. the the mob would not have needed Joker if Batman was not around. Right. Um, and you know uh, the the butler uh, I, Michael Caine. Alfred. Alfred, Alfred. Thank you. Um, he tells a story about. Have you not the, been watching Pennyworth? You I know should what? watch. I'm, I'm I need about, to watch an episode of that show. How many seasons is that show now? Two. Two, yeah. Yeah, I'm about two seasons behind on that show. I, I want to um, watch the pilot. I sign, up see. For, uh, sign up for Epics and you can watch both <laughs> seasons. Uh, that's the problem. It's, it's, it's on Epics. No I don't joke. even know how to One access that. One of the that. three streaming services I don't have. <laughs> yeah. That's um, hard to get to. What was I saying? Oh, he tells a story about like when he was, I don't know, fighting in Bolivia for some reason. Maybe he was a butler in Bolivia. Um, no, he was again, in the. He if, was. If you just he was in the Pennyworth. You he was know. in the British. He was in the British Armed Forces. Um, right. He was uh, in the RAF, probably doing some colonial stuff down there. Um, but there was like a guy that stole a bunch of gems from him, and then he just like how gave big them was, away. How big was the ruby? A ruby the size of a tangerine. That's I mean, not that was, horrible. That was pretty bad. Okay, uh, you're yeah, gonna say that my Batman is Trump. Your but Batman that that is was worse. Michael Caine? I mean, look, I first of all, I said that your Trump Batman was decent. And second of all, I said that mine was bad. So don't look at me. I, I'm talking to Cody. I'm calling Cody out. Yours was a Trump impression. <sighs> You're doing Batman. the lips and everything. Like, that's not the you, Batman. This is how Batman does the lips. These it lips may be, but that's not the voice that he does. This is his voice. He's Batman. No. And Rachel, You're doing it on purpose. One Stop. Day. It's very. He does I point out that. Doesn't need that, me anymore. Shut up. Um, shut that up. man does kind of have a raspy Trump voice. So it's true. The, the, that's why the Trump talks is, like that is because he wants to be Batman. I don't the, know. The, the other thing is Gordon in Batman Begins says the line about like we get semi-automatics, they get automatics. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That idea of escalation kind of goes throughout this entire franchise. Um 
But Harvey does end up helping Gotham, if you guys remember from the beginning of Dark Knight Rises, uh, because they do pass yeah. a law that makes crime illegal. They make crime so that illegal. That really, that really ties everything together. Um, so it's nice that they cap off a story that way. But, in Dark Knight Rises, but we're not talking about that one. But they like that is the end of the movie where you know it it ends up that every good person the the white knight of gotham is really really just like kill his fiance and he'll go crazy and be a murderer i thought Um, they i kept waiting for them to make crime illegal in this movie because i thought well harvey passed it because it's called the harvey dent law but i forgot it was in the third one after he died cody made crime illegal that's silly if crime was legal in this movie they would have just arrested the joker that's what i'm saying i don't know why they didn't make crime illegal at the beginning of this movie, so I don't remember what what actually happened in the Dark Knight Rises. I don't remember this bill. They so so after they do make crime illegal, like so Chad. The end like of this what, movie, what happens? What at, at the end of this movie, Harvey Dent dies, and yeah. Batman says, "Okay, blame his death and everyone he killed on me." Yeah. And yes. use him as like the White Knight of Gotham, mm-hmm. and the use his death Gotham as like kind right of a now. martyr. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. they say, okay, Harvey Dent died. We have to fix this problem of people dying, and how do we fix that? We make crime illegal. So here's okay, the thing, but, but what Dent, is it, what is no, actually the the law? They they pass it's like the Harvey Dent that. law, and it's, it's basically, called the Dent Act. It gives it gives expanded powers to the police. Um, so yes, hey, guess what? This movie is about the Patriot Act to some extent. I mean, it, yeah. it is the yeah. Dark Knight Rises. I know we're talking about the Dark Knight now, but it is like the most pro, like, police anti riot movie I think that exists. Yeah, but Bane does blow up a football stage. Um, yeah, Bane is. He's a little extreme, but he's basically doing a little. The, ca- the capital. Chad, he's Chad basically Oliver. doing the Bane capital is hill. A little extreme. He's basically doing the capital hill autonomous zone, and the movie demonizes him for it. Uh, you know, he Bane just wants to give our... the power to the people. He blows was... up a football field. Look, Bane's just a redditor. He's trying to bring down oh, the God. stonk market. Yeah. He does bring down the about stock three market. Week, you've probably <laughs> forgotten about this, but like three weeks ago, there was this whole thing with GameStop. Yeah. Bane does. Well, you'll catch the movie in like a year. Bane, movies. Yeah. <laughs> Noah Centennial or whatever. Centennial. Bane Centennial? does. He's a Sentinel? He does tear down the stock market in that movie. I kind of forgot about that. I honestly, yeah, Gotham, I, that's why I made the joke. Stock exchange. I stay in Bane. I'm not going to lie. I'm pro Bane. Mm. Incorrect. He murders many, many, many. This many, is where many I make people. my pitch for The Dark Knight Rises to be our picky of 2012. Bane also. I, think I agree. I Bane also joking. is just He's... revealed to be a just a <laughs> henchman, which is a weird so, twist in the boy. movie. It's a really yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. But the, that, the dark... here's the thing: Anne Hathaway is so good in that movie that I don't know. I do want to revisit it. I think it's probably worse in my head than it actually is. I straight up it's don't know of, if I've seen that movie okay. since, like, I definitely don't think I've seen it since I graduated college, and I might not have seen it since theaters. Oh, it's hard I've, to believe. I've watched it fairly recently. It's really not all that bad, but there's some other like, movies in 2012 that we probably will pick, and we'll talk about that. I mean, we just got to finish off the trilogy, though, is the thing. Mm, uh, Rock of Ages, though. I don't Slash Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, see, but Dad, me and Mark may outvote you. Chad, you would care about Rock of Ages. Uh, Rock of Ages. You can make also, me watch it, but 
do we have to talk about it for the podcast when it would be a nice clean no we'll figure we will figure we'll this figure out. out we'll figure yeah. it out this we also if, if nobody picks the avengers someone that has to be the bonus someone's gonna pick the, the avengers don't worry mm, i don't know um so anyway dark knight uh crime is still legal in this one <laughs> um what else do we want to talk about in dark knight um is this movie about Batman? That's what I want to talk about. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the movie is literally Batman gets his girlfriend back and then she dies and then he's sad. I think this is, a, is you know, it's like a lot of superhero sequels like Batman Returns, for example, where this movie's more about Joker and Harvey than it really is about Batman, but it still is about Batman. I don't, I don't mean that it's not. It's just the, the arcs that the movie is more focused on, I think, are those two specific. Well, yeah, I mean, he's I don't... more uh, reactive, I'd say, in this one. Yeah. Then, like, he's he's the active character of like choosing to become Batman and become a symbol in Batman Begins. Whereas this one, he's like, you know, he's established and he's like, basically, he's on the new case for this new Joker guy and he's trying to put away the mob. But like, I think that the movie is kind of about the idea of Batman. Sure. And Joker responding to the idea of Batman. And, and whether also, or not the idea of Batman is needed, but it's also yeah. about Bruce Wayne getting his girlfriend back. Yes. Yeah. I, think I mean, it's also like Harvey is the angel version of Batman. Joker is yeah. the devil version of Batman. Um, Until they're it's, it's both like, devils. It's yeah. like uh, the all, to all the boys I loved before too, where it's like, okay, now that you lost your girlfriend, the angel version of you comes in and starts dating your girlfriend. You know the third one comes out like the this weekend that we're recording this. You know it's like five hours long, right? The third one? No, but it's in the second one like two and a half hours. No, it just booth? feels like it. It's the kissing booth. I think that's ungodly long. I mean, I have to wrap up to all the boys I've loved before, but the second one's like not good. Oh, anyway, Dark Knight. Uh, who would have thought in the Dark Knight episode we would have I think, been sidetracked? I think what's so interesting about the movie and hard to, like, talk about is the fact that it literally it is, like, truly about five different things. I don't disagree. It, it yeah. should be messier than it is. Because Chad, I, I don't think it is all that much. Chad, I remember you had complained about how messy the final act is. What do you find messy about it? So it was interesting that revisiting it this time it was less of a problem than it was in my head. Um, okay. Basically, all the, the the sonar stuff with, like, all the phones going off, it's still just a little confusing to me why when he's in, like, close combat range, the sonar is, like, helping him. I get that it, like, helps him locate where Joker is in the building. Yeah. But when he's got I, it going on in his eyes, it's like, t turn it off. I think it's, like, hindering I you in the fight. <laughs> This I kind of weird. get that where um, like at first you're like, okay, you need it to find the Joker. And then yeah. it's like, I guess it's dark. So it's night vision. And then it starts like blurring out. I'm like, dude, take them off. Yeah. It, this, it's turn, bright. Turn that setting it's, off. It, yeah. It, it is well lit in this room. It is like yeah. Oscar nominated cinematography. Well lit in this room. Well, so, but the, the sonar is what helps him identify that the, the doctors are the 
like gunmen and that uh, clowns are sure hostages. Him like tackling a clown and ripping the oh, mask maybe. off and saying a doctor is I mean, what helps so, him realize that. So related to this, to me, like the, the best action scenes, the best set pieces in the movie are in the middle part of the movie and the end mm-hmm. set pieces just aren't as dynamic. It's, it's kind of the truth yeah. of it. Yeah, They're I, a lot more like... talky and stuff like that, which is interesting but it is definitely like for an excitement level a bit of a curve yeah. but also and like the joker is not a physical villain like no batman yeah. will win a fight with the joker one but on it, one. it is like insane that his whole motorcycle chase thing is like the middle of the movie and it's yep. like super fun and like so engaging so cool. and then like the the like climactic final um confrontation is like Batman falls off of a ledge with Two-Face and yeah. it's kind of like a weird fart of an ending where it's like not fun mm-hmm. to watch at all. It's like a little more grounded. It's a little more like realistic, I guess, because that's kind of Nolan's whole thing is like, what if Batman were real and could right. actually happen? And it's um, not like bad. It just bad. is it's less for an excitement for excitement yeah. levels, like the pure yeah. kind of adrenaline level yeah. stuff. It is much like calmer and slower of a ending which like but i think it's that's... fine to dismount that way too like i, I right. two-face is like very menacing in that scene where he's like oh i'm gonna i'm not gonna kill your whole family i'm gonna kill who you love the most and like that whole right. sequence is like ah don't do it uh mm-hmm. it's it's very I, scary i Good. think that it the, the one of the reasons that it's kind of slower is that it like it especially by the time he catches the Joker and like there is a big fight scene leading up to getting the Joker. Is it the best fight scene of the movie? No, probably no, not. Not by a long shot. I think is it's it still, I think it's the worst one. Is it still pretty cool? Yeah. yeah. Um, but like they have the whole conversation where the Joker is dangling and I don't know if you guys cut onto this, but like the Joker being upside down is kind of a metaphor for him being kind of having the opposite perspective. Yeah. Um, I just, sorry, a YouTube video in 2009 told me that. Ah. Um, yeah, I, I, I retained it. I'm pretty smart. Um, was but, it like Watch but, Mojo, the top 10 things you didn't notice in The Dark Knight? Yeah, basically. Like that. Uh, it's probably like a crack.com article about like mm, symbolism probably. in movies mm. that you didn't notice. Um, this guy's upside down. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Did you notice like, Joker upside down? Everything after that is like kind of resolving the emotional stakes and kind of like the aftermath and it's I, I don't know I think that the movie is a lot more like talky and thinky than a lot of other superhero movies well so and like, I also think part of that is like is Nolan the best at shooting like hand-to-hand combat scenes not really he's good at the big like spectacle stuff yeah but the like actual fighting things he's like it's weird because like it's not the greatest in Batman Begins, but I kind of think the hand-to-hand stuff in Bat in Begins well, is better than in believe, this movie. I gotta believe there was like some kind of a martial arts co- like stunt. That's what I think. Choreographer on that set that wasn't on this set. Um, I think so. Well, but the spectacle scenes are hu- yeah, and exactly. the huge like car chases and the the bank heists. I think all of those are so incredible. incredibly well done yeah. action. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of do want to see the Batman who's good at fighting a bit too. But like, that's not what this movie is, and that's fine. Yeah. It looks like the Robert Pattinson Batman's gonna be good at punching, which I'm. I mean, he punches I mean, hard. Yeah. <laughs> in that trailer. 
we will find out in 2025 if that movie uh, is it's, good. It's coming not this year. Next year. 20, I think it's 2023, isn't it? No fuck. I hope not. I think it I is. I think that like there it's... are good fight scenes in this. Like the yeah, the, the first scene, like or not the first scene, but the uh <laughs> hockey pad scene where he's like punching all of the scarecrow okay. crew. I think it's an okay fight scene. It, it it's 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 good. Yeah. Hey, do you guys remember when uh when he like lets a parachute out of his backpack and, and then a plane picks it up? Yeah, yeah that rules. that's it's good. So good. It's pretty cool. Hey, can we talk about the Batman news that dropped today? Actually, since we're talking about Batman already, what was the Batman news today? I remember the Black so, Panther news. And by today, you mean last week? Last week, right. when you're listening to this, but um, Batman is getting a podcast. <laughs> oh, this is right. not a bit. It's an HBO oh, Max scripted yeah, comedy one. podcast. And what's fucked up is Jeffrey Wright is playing Batman. He is in The Batman as Commissioner Gordon. Make that make sense. But it's got a really good cast, and it's, like, going to be good and funny, I'm sure. It's got a lot of talented people involved. It's from HBO Max, but it's a podcast. And I'm like, just make it an animated series. I don't know what you're doing. That's insane. HBO Max is in the podcast game now? Yep. But, hey, get out of our lane, HBO Max. (laughs) Um, and we have a streaming we have a streaming service starting yeah, next we're, week. We're launching <laughs> Best Pictures Max, Best Pictures Plus. You can catch uh, yeah. season two of Drive. That fuck know. show that got canceled halfway through season one. Catch, we'll have season two though. Catch our student short films from like college. <laughs> we we Best do picture. have the red wall rights though, since nobody else was fucking doing anything with them. We got that yeah. and Animorphs. And we Dragon. got them both. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Pin Dragon. Those are the three properties that were just Look, laying around. Straight up, if if like a guy on the street told me that he has the streaming rights to Animorphs, uh, Pin Dragon, and Red Wall, and it cost me fifty dollars a day, I'd fucking pay it. Me too. Fifty dollars? Yeah, I'd pay fifty. What are you talking about? That's no, not even. I would spend. Let's see, for Red Wall, I for that property alone, I'd I'd empty my bank account for the rights. Yeah, you and make that's the money back. Book. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like I, I have my account for Redwall and Madame Mayo's coming out. Ah, oh, fuck! I guess I gotta, I don't know, buy stocks and then sell them. No, People you would, you want... would make the money on all three of those. Man, yeah. imagine an Animorph show right now. Come on. I mean, come on. People want <laughs> mouses to carry swords. People want yeah. people to turn yeah, into mouses right. who yes. carry swords. And carry... people want a very kind of confusing backstory involving like maybe angels, but alternate worlds and, um, you know, different earths. And there's like three, there's, there's three earths. And, and he anyway, like writes letters to his friends that are still to back his friends on who are still earth. In yeah, earth but then there's uh, like a cheetah person. Pendragon is I don't know anything good. about Pendragon. So. Pendragon's good. Pendragon is good. So I looked up facts about the Batman um, and uh, Robert Pattinson trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu with uh, a John Wick alumnus so yeah I'm pretty excited about the fighting in that movie uh, back to Pain Dragon for a second it's weird that there are like <laughs> nine planets and three of them are Earth in three different times I think there's one other planet that has the timeline thing too I'd have to reread them y'all are making um, and I feel left out, so stop talking about this. Talk about something else. 
Pin Dragon is good. Okay, speaking of swords, there's none in this movie. Maybe that's a flaw. I just think we should address it. Yeah. That's a good point. They do established swords. Yeah. Cody, how do you feel about the pool cube broken in half? That's true. Could be used as a sword. That's a pretty good scene I think it's because implied, that's the we get to swords. I think it's implied someone gets stabbed, or at least maybe two people. Like, there's no fucking Robin in this franchise. I mean, there is, but, you know, <laughs> his name's John Robin. Um, but, like, it, I, I need to, like, use the bow staff. Like, why are we not using, like, Batman. He has the grappling hook. He has a grappling hook. I just shit out of some stuff in this movie. I, I just feel like all of Batman's gadgets in this movie are, like, good like tech he gadgets. has the elbow like the forearm okay those are cool those, those are good those are cool those are good those are good, those are like, good. Says, right. when when joker's like you want to know how i got these stars he's like no but i know how you got these and shoots him in the fucking face that's a good scene so good scene here's the thing about batman though in this movie uh-huh. in particular he's yeah. all about like you know this rule is established in batman begins i don't want to kill people but then that's like the most lethal weapon I've ever seen in my entire life. These like <laughs> knives that shoot out of your forearm. He like, like, why do you carry that around if you're not trying to kill people? He also like flips a dump truck on top of itself. I, yeah. I think there's like, some some deaths that are thing. happening. It's a good thing the Joker didn't die when I flipped over the truck and then stabbed him in the face with my forearms. Otherwise, it, it's, I would have broken my rule. It's it's so weird that. You know, the DC, like, these Batman movies are so focused in that I don't cross the line. Yeah. And then Man of Steel comes out and he snaps Zod's neck. Uh, that's an he old did, debate. He whatever. didn't want to, but he did. Sure. I, I still think that's a little wild. I don't but then, like, did that, yeah. But the Marvel movies are like, I don't know. <laughs> we'll kill people. We don't give a fuck. But then the Daredevil show comes out and he's like, I'm not sure about killing. And I'm like... Everybody else seems cool with a daredevil. I don't know. Well, Daredevil, like, Captain Soldier, America kills everybody. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, when he gets on that boat in the first scene, he kills five people Instantly. straight up. But and Daredevil listen, is the Catholic superhero. He's Catholic, sure. and, and he doesn't want to kill people. But like, I think Spider-Man's kill people, right? Like in this universe, maybe he's killed like aliens, whatever. I guess they don't count. Um, it's 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 interesting because like they they do like little workarounds like i don't know iron man in the beginning of ultron he like shoots his bullets at everybody at once he does his old trick and then i i feel like that was originally supposed to be shoot to kill and then they did like a reshoot added scene where everyone's on the ground like holding onto their knee like oh yeah you shot our legs and just wounded us kind of thing like but like captain Captain america straight up Kicks the guy off of a boat into yes. the ocean yeah. at night. That yeah. guy, you're not yeah. gonna find that guy. <laughs> he's a he's the, a he's a soldier. You know, he's the, in the, war. The spies, the spies kill people, no doubt. Black Widow, Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Captain America, they they kill. They well, Hulk kills also. Well, does it? I mean, he does. He they all kill to. the aliens and robots, but yeah. um, I mean, you can kill a robot. Does not vision. Can't kill vision. Well, they did. They did. Or did they? We don't know yet. (laughs) Um, It seems like they did. (laughs) But is he back to life? He has autonomy. We'll talk about it later. He has autonomy. It would feel weird that if he's just a puppet when he's fully like suspicious. I don't don't know that he does have autonomy, but we can talk about that off pod. We'll talk about it off pod. I got got thoughts. Um, 
Ultron, Ultron's back. <laughs> what if I drop that like a spoiler, like I know something and I don't? Ultron is canonically back in Avengers Damage Control, the thing that That's you could true. play. The, in the, the void. The void that got shut down because they uh, did not follow, follow copyright laws, allegedly. That's what I've heard anyway. Oh. Uh, yeah. So uh, Scarlet Witch is kind of a magician, and they use a magic trick in The Dark Knight. Yeah, they make the pencil disappear. Yeah. You think Wanda could do that trick? Uh, I think she could do it without killing someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> illusion. It's an illusion, not a trick. It's an a illusion. trick is something a whore does for money. That that uh, joke makes me laugh every time, though. It's so it's funny. very funny. Um, let, let's do let's do a quick rundown of some of my um, some of my my you know my sure. fun pieces. Yeah. Thanks for waiting an hour to bring these things up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, I feel like we, we've talked about a lot of the stuff, so I just want to get into the, uh, yeah. Okay. So why does Batman have to take the fall at the end? Um, um because there are dead people and they have to explain who killed those dead why people. Why couldn't Joker have killed them all? I'm well, not trying to rewrite the movie because that gets annoying when people do kind of the cinema sense or well, the, it should have been written this way, but it is something that I got a little stuck on this time. If it were pinned on Harvey, then that would have undone all the work he did to get the mob put away. I got that. Yeah. that makes but sense. like, but who killed Harvey? Joker. Who killed Joker was already in jail by the time Harvey died. No. Yeah. Well, he was uh, on the other yes. side of town. Yeah. At least. yeah. So you can't pin that on Joker. He was hanging upside down. Yeah. His yeah. viewpoint. It's different. No, I get um, that. So maybe, I mean, Harvey could have tripped. I don't know. But also, like, who killed the... Okay, here's another <laughs> scene about not killing someone, right? <laughs> he He's in the car with that guy, and he flips the coin, and uh -huh. he he's like, okay, you get to live, but your driver doesn't. Like, okay, well, are you, you going to let him get out of the car? Question two about that scene. Why doesn't the guy put the seatbelt on him and Harvey puts the seatbelt on? Like, you know something's about to happen. Well, that's, also, that's like... True. Also, who's Batman... driving around without seatbelts on in the first place? You don't Batman... have to wear a seatbelt at the limo. You don't. Right. Batman does the um, uh, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you to Ra's al Ghul and um, kills Ra's al Ghul. He yeah. also kind of does the same thing to Harvey where he's like, I'm going to tackle you. <laughs> and he kills Harvey. Dead. I didn't kill him. The fall killed him. The, the thing is, like, Batman didn't kill. I mean, Batman did kill Harvey Dent. There, there's kind of no way around it. Yeah, he like, did. He yeah. did. But like I don't he know, Pinnacle Joker save the kid, and Harvey you know? tripped. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It's it well, doesn't then, really matter. Yeah. Thematically, it has to happen, and that's the important mm -hmm. thing. Um, I always get a little confused with Gordon's speech. I'm like uh, the sentiment of it. Yes, I'm here for. But there's some things where I'm like, uh, Harvey. What are you talking about? They they needed the city to have Harvey to believe in as like the right. hero who was able to put away the mob and do the right thing as like a normal guy they needed yeah. they needed him he was a hero they needed no i but, I, I understand yeah. i understand the thematics of it i think and, and they Gordon's, don't need they don't need batman as a hero right now i think the monologue him? is a little yeah. wordy and a little confusing i get what he's saying but it gets a little it's, like it's confusing that he gives a whole monologue about harvey dent and then he turns around and gives a whole monologue about batman that's like using the same phrase but twisted and i'm like yeah. hold on he, yeah. we deserve right. him, but we don't need and his, him. And he's talking to his kid who just had a gun point to him, and he's like, 
I mean, and fine, Dad, I guess. I don't can know. I, can I just say, those kids handled the whole hostage situation very well. Like, yeah. Also, those kids. They also handled their dad out. dying and then not dying pretty well. Yeah, just, uh, did yeah. Batman save you? <laughs> I had to play pretty close to the chest. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the Dark Knight changed the Oscars forever, since we do talk about the Oscars on yeah, this podcast. We do. Um, yeah. The Dark Knight not being nominated for best picture truly changed the oscars forever um which is really fascinating to think about um that is why we have eight to ten nominees god dude i think we're a year two years away from it just being blanket 10 always and i am so excited for that to come back i hate the fluctuating yeah uh, the, the argument is like, well, you know, with 10, is the best actually going to slip in? And it's like, who cares? Just do 10. I think it, guessing whether it's eight or nine each time sucks. And I know there's a mathematical equation, but just give us 10 nominees. Give us 10 clean movies. It's yeah. better. It, um, I, I like a good clean list. 10 yeah. best picture nominees, five in most categories. Yeah, It's clean. I think, it, I think it's really good. So I can't wait till that comes back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Dark Knight kind of did that. Um, Dark Knight did win some Oscars, though. You guys know Heath, which ones it won? Heath Ledger won, right? Yep, he won yeah. posthumously for mm-hmm. supporting actor. Two guys. Uh-huh. We we as a culture haven't really <laughs> dealt with the fact that there are two Oscar, Oscar wins to act superhero acting, and it is the Joker each time. And. What's weird is that it's basically every other Joker performance gets an Oscar now. But every yeah. every Joker actor is an Oscar winner. Yes. Except maybe other than the Caesar Romero yeah. and well, Mark Hamill and did, blah blah blah. Yeah. Did Joaquin have one before he I know I guess Heath didn't either. Basically, if you get the role of Joker and you don't have an Oscar yet, you will you get one for the Joker. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, we could award Oscars to other superhero performances. It doesn't have well, to just be. I Joker. like how Joker is weird and big. And that is best. When you're weird and big, that's best. And twisted. And twisty. You got to be twisty. His perspective is upside down. I mean, just like the final image of Joker. Just like him <laughs> at the last scene. Well, and it's so weird. I guess the walking Joker is slightly different. I don't know. I feel like they're mm-hmm. not, they're fairly, I don't know. They're not exactly similar, but they feel close. They're they're pretty distinct. Joaquin's doing like a mental illness thing and, and Heath is doing uh, like a... Uh, now I remember oh. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Heath is just doing like chaos like he's just remember when he hands in the card and he's like this is why i'm laughing this movie is so serious i'm the joker i'm not gonna tell a fucking joke in this movie (laughs) 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 they play a fucking jock i think i think that scene's i it's the worst needle drop in movie history i think uh, yeah and like i've seen forrest gump it honestly would be fine if it were just doing the joker score and he's dancing yes. on the stairs. Like in the trailer, yeah. when he's dancing to the Joker score down the stairs, that's good. It's fine. Or uh, it's fine. It's fine. I think it's a little bit like a on the nose annoying scene, regardless. But yes, the needle drop makes it horrendous. Yeah, it's a. <sighs> Remember when he gets in the fridge? That's my favorite part of that movie. <laughs> 
He gets in a fridge. Remember when he does stand up and it's really good? <laughs> Remember when the thing about the Joker is that he's funny? Like the thing about the Joker is that he's funny. Yeah, the, right. The like Joker that is the, the thing. Is legit funny. It, like, is he funny all the time? No, but Heath Ledger's Joker does make jokes that are funny. Yeah. Like well, once again, the magic trick. Yes, it's the magic. funny. There's the magic trick. There's like when Batman tells him to let Rachel go, and he says, "Poor choice of words." <laughs> yeah, him, I also the, the 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 you, you never. You never go for the 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 person's head like in the yeah, interrogation yeah. scene. I think he's really yeah. funny, yeah. like darkly he says, funny in that stuff. Let's not blow this out of proportions. And he has a bunch of grenades. Yeah, it's a good joke. He says, "Here's my card," and he puts down a playing card that the Joker. That's funny. You think well, on the other side of it, there was the phone number? I think so. Okay. Um, I also think the nurse scene. Everything about that yeah. scene is funny. Okay. It's really so funny. That, okay. That yes. Scene. Yes. Is wild. Yes. He is straight up staring at Joker in the face. I know. It I, is a wild scene. I didn't want it to be as bad as it was. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I it works people for me. make fun of it online and then going into it, I was like watching his eye line, and it's like, no, he's actively staring at Joker with a I calm think he's a little dazed, is the idea, but yeah, I don't know. It is funny. But when he blows well, I mean, it it's, up, it's it's, it's so funny. hard to recognize people with masks on. You guys get this nowadays, True. right? True. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean Cody's Anybody zoom could... background is uh Dwight as Joker, and when his head is covering up the mouth as it is right now, I can still tell that that's a clown person. <laughs> and now... mm, true. Um yeah. But yeah, so anyway, remember when Joker was funny? I, I got lost on that. Anyway. What's uh, your next fucking bullet point on that list, Cody? Okay, so it also... Remember went... early in this episode, we were like, huh, what to talk about? What to talk about? And then an hour later, you break out a list of it's, it's almost points. It's almost the dark. I always have these particular bullet points I'm going through. It also won uh, sound editing at the Oscars. It got nominated for five others. Art direction, cinematography, film editing, makeup, sound mixing visual effects um, the makeup is real like i the the joker makeup is legit so good and not just like the the like the white paint on his face but like the prosthetics for the scars yeah it's are, they're incredible it's so hard to yeah. like i i can't wrap my mind around the fact that like heath ledger from brokeback mountain is yeah. the joker yeah and i love I, both yeah. of those movies and i just yeah. can't even see him underneath there yeah, it's uh, it, it's wild. Um, this movie was recently added to the National Film Registry. It will be the last movie that we talk on the pod for a while that's on the National Film Registry because this is uh, one of the more recent additions. It is one of two superhero movies, the other one being the, the original Superman. Um, hmm. I, I kind of feel like a Burton Batman should also be in at TBH, but yeah, I don't know. The, the first one probably, like, yeah, Batman. Yeah, you know anybody can submit to that list, so I'm gonna do a list next year, and I'll be basic and put Iron Man and the Batman Returns. Actually, I think it will be the one that I put on there, and then I'll put like good stuff that's not on there yet. So, um, National Film Registry. Uh, it's got a 94 on Rotten, 94 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a 4.4 on Letterboxd. Uh, pretty good rankings. Movie yeah. Boys. It's a good really movie. Like it. <laughs> 
Um, it's one of our highest grocers. It's a 1.005 billion on yeah. a 185 million dollar. This was like the second highest grossing movie of all time until, uh, not Titanic. I mean, it was behind Titanic, but then yeah. Avatar, Avatar comes this. out the next year. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, man, maybe we should talk about Avatar. No, we've already locked in our anyway. Uh, best Picture alumni. Who's who's in it? Well, you Heath. got. You got Heath, you got Christian yeah, Bale yeah. and Michael yep. Caine for Batman Begins. Yep. Uh, uh, you have Commissioner Gordon as yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you do not have Maggie Gyllenhaal back in this movie. No. no. Uh, who else was in the last one? Or two more were in the last one. Oh, well, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Scarecrow. Yep, who yeah. has been Killian in Murphy, who many is also movies in, we've covered. Yeah. Yeah, the, Sunshine the, and all of those Danny later. Boyle movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one other person you guys are forgetting who is who was, an alumni. Who was in Batman Begins or is just an alumni? No, this is uh, he was just in another movie that we talked about in the year 2000. It was a Mark pick. Do you think I fucking remember <laughs> 2000? He plays a really charming role in it, but he's got some bad what, facial hair. What movie did I pick in 2000? It's got America's Sweetheart in it. That would be the film Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Eckhart yeah. is the boyfriend in it. Yep. So now we are going to do cape check. Obviously, so this is a superhero movie. Everyone in this movie. Right. Everyone in this movie. Check. But the cape check we are doing this time is if they are in a second superhero property. So okay, not well, Batman. No Batmans. No Batman's. So Christian Bale's going to be in Thor 4, more Thor. Correct. As Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thor 4, more Thor. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, it's Thor 4 with Gore is uh, <laughs> the yes. name of the movie. <laughs> um, okay, three more. These, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is, uh, I mean, Aaron they're Eckhart, real, but... Is Aaron Eckhart no. in something? No. Not that I've found. You, you guys may not remember these three people are in this movie, to be fair. Um, okay, give us character names. I don't fucking know. Me, the mayor. No, 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 no. Tell us uh, oh, the mayor? So the guy from Lost is in yeah. another superhero project? I mean, yeah. What's he in? What's he in? He's in, he's in the Big Hero 6 series. Oh, oh the, the, the series? series? <laughs> the 2D animated TV series? Yeah, it I don't counts. know. I don't know that one, Cody. What's Cody, the, what's the tell us. Tell us uh, the the other superhero movie that shares an actor with this. What? Like, instead of telling us the actor, tell us the movie, and we'll see if we can draw the line. This, I don't know that this is going to work, but okay. The television program Heroes. I did watch a season of that I show. watched one season of it, yeah. And he's in that season. Ooh. I'm pretty positive. Is it is it Lau? Nope. Who? It is the father of Emma Roberts and brother to Julia, Eric Roberts, who is the crime boss. Oh. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and the other guy was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> so, I don't know. Anthony Michael Hall is in this movie for like two seconds, which is kind of crazy. Is he one of the gangsters? One of the No, monsters? he's like a politician in it. Or a newscaster? He's in it. Hold on. Harvey Dent. Uh, we didn't even talk about the fact we didn't even talk about the whole plot line where uh, the Joker says to kill the guy that knows who Batman is. 
and the yeah. guy's a little scum face and then motherfucker people, people try to kill him <laughs> And then yes. Batman, uh, and then Bruce Wayne saves his life, and he's like, "Huh, who, what?" In the Lamborghini, much more subtle. Um, uh, do you think I should go to the hospital? Shut up, Bruce. You know what's going on. <laughs> you don't watch the news much, Bruce. Good part. Good part. It's a good part. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find exactly. Oh, damn it! I missed one. Okay, there's one more who's a uh, mafia boss. Look, I'm not going to know. Yeah, like, I, just tell us. I so, don't know. so Michael, uh, I believe it's pronounced Jai White. Michael Jai White yeah. uh, is Spawn. And he plays the African-American African American mafia boss. Yes, Gamble. Yeah. In charge of illegal gambling. So that's who he plays. <sighs> Um, Anthony Michael Hall appears as Mike Engel, a Gotham Cable News reporter. It is crazy that he was one of the most famous people on the planet in the 80s, and in this movie, he's in it for two seconds as an no, anchor. He also is he the guy that gets kidnapped by uh, the Joker? I don't think. And the so. Joker like writes a script for him to read. Uh, that's one of the. Yeah, that's one of the Batman's. Is. Yes, it's one of the. Oh, Batmans. you're right. You're hockey right, you're right. Yeah. It's hockey pads. It's hockey pads. Harvey Dent. Um, I don't have anything else. This movie's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's. I think it's Christopher Nolan's best movie. I was. I always thought it was The Prestige was my favorite, but I think it is actually this one. I think The Prestige is his best movie. So. Now, is this better than Wally? That's the question, isn't it? That is Mark, the question. Why don't you tell us what you think? Look, I mean, there's really this movie was my answer to what is your favorite movie for like years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I was in college once. Um, <laughs> uh, it like this movie is like so my shit. It's superheroes. It's like good versus evil. It's like dark. It's Christopher Nolan. It's not animated. Um, and I really do think that Wally is like a masterpiece. But like, this is this is made for me. So it's the Dark Knight for you. Yeah, so it's it's the Dark Knight. I, um, all right, go ahead and make me mad. I think the Dark Knight is a great movie, and I do love it. And, you know, it came out when we were in eighth grade, and that is why, partly why we love it so much. But it would be disingenuous if, like, it's not my favorite Nolan movie, and it's also not my favorite Batman movie. So I, I don't think that I could in good conscience let it, beat a movie about robots falling in love hmm. um so what you're saying here's is... the thing it doesn't fucking have swords like really if it had swords Neither that would be enough to... wally right but wally never even had the opportunity to have swords this movie so many opportunities for there to be swords and they choose not to so when are we going to get a sword in a Marvel? Wait, maybe Black Widow, uh, Taskmaster has sword. Um, I'm did you not watch the scene with sure. Hawkeye in Endgame? Good scene because he has a sword. There, I like there's that also the they have like swords in Black Panther, like when they're doing the fight to the death. Yeah, it's good. Oh wait, yeah. sword is in WandaVision also. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I guess it, it's up to me then. Uh, the tiebreak. Hold on. Can, can I tell you guys right now? I'm reading Marvel Unlimited, and there's a whole storyline called X of Swords, where it's about all the X Men have to go find special swords so they can go to this alternate dimension and fight with the swords. Oof, it is made for me. <laughs> it's truly like there are 20 issues of acquiring swords, and then they're going to go fight with them. Do you think we ever get an adaptation of that in, in the in I'm the working on it. <laughs> I'm pitching it. Feige is like, we haven't even introduced Wolverine yet. We're thinking about doing it as a Wolverine versus Hulk movie. Uh, We're also X-Men. doing the swords thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, mm, but X of Swords, and he's like, you know what? We're gonna drop that with no context. We don't know who Captain Britain is yet. We'll figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we will, Kevy. Um, yeah, Wally. <laughs> so your pick is Wally. Mark's pick is Dark Knight. Um, so yeah. So Chad, who do you love more? Wally. Hmm. Speaking of Wally, Wally Fister, Wally Feister, uh, was the cinematographer on this movie, and he's uh, okay. he's a acclaimed cinematographer who went on to direct the movie Transcendence starring Johnny Depp as a computer. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. So uh, Dark Knight versus Wally. Um, I have a history on this podcast of really siding more with movies that have that give me like that that human connection touch and just touch me in the soul with like people so how could i pick a movie about robots because there's no people in it but wait there's more humanity in these robot characters uh than in most of the dark knight the dark knight's great i mean it's, it's a wonderful movie i'm picking wally wally's my vote um See, the problem with you guys is like you have hearts and emotions and you can't <laughs> yeah. understand me these, or Christopher Nolan who hasn't either. <laughs> these movies are both great, but it comes down to a preference thing. And like for me, Wally, it feels it feels nice to watch. I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, that's not, that's not all there is to it, but it's like it, right. it, 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 I feel like it has more to say about like the human experience and like why life mm-hmm. is special and then the dark knight it's like it has some some inspiring things to say but it doesn't ever like connect on like a human level like it's got all these themes that it's like meticulously crafted into this like rube goldberg thing that nolan's really good at and it's less rube goldbergy than a no- typical nolan thing it's a little more like we talked about streamlined straightforward but i think that's the rachel problem Right. Like, I think if we really believed that Bruce and Rachel were more in love than they seemingly are in this movie, some yeah. of that emotional stuff would work a bit better. Probably. Yeah. And and some of that's out of their control. I think the chemistry between him and Katie Holmes in the first movie is better than him yeah. and Maggie. I think I but, like well, but Maggie as Rachel. I think I, I like Maggie Gyllenhaal as an actor a lot, but. But I think his I stuff think with Selena chemi- in the third. I, I think his stuff with Selena in third is probably the best chemistry he has with anybody. Um, Talia's yeah. nothing, even though that's the person we see him bone in the franchise. Um, but it was a weird uh, experience to see Batman bone. Yeah, he does y'all a seen, lot. Y'all seen the comic with Batman's dick? No. No. Oh well, you guys are missing out. 
I've, seen I've been reading the comic where he marries uh, Catwoman, and it's really no, good. DC put out like a like an X rated comic. Oh, series. the Black Label. Yeah, the Black Label. Yeah, DC is dicking it. Cool. I guess. I mean, we've all seen Ben <laughs> Affleck stick, so like, yeah, we have. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like that. it's kind of like the announcement that like uh, Zack Snyder being like, yes, in the in my four hour cut of Justice League, which we are all gonna watch. Yeah, um, Batman, will Batman say does fuck. say fuck in it, and yeah. we're like, finally, this is what we <laughs> wanted out of Batman. Who cares? Show us his dick. That's what we all said. <laughs> <laughs> If Zack Snyder were really a brave filmmaker, he would show us the Batman penis. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Just, just like do a weird cut. Like it's like Batman fights some people and then he gets, and then he's like, I got to take a shower. And then it just cuts to the Gone Girl scene <laughs> just so they don't even have to shoot anything new. <laughs> Oh, but man. like cropped in in like slow motion. Yeah, exactly. And no, Hallelujah plays. The Hallelujah <laughs> plays. And really it's black and down. white. Yeah. Uh, they should the just dick. like the dick is colorized, but the rest right. of the composition right. is black. Yeah. No, it's it's just that when they go to Wayne Manor and all of like the Robin stuff is hanging on Wayne the wall. Wayne Manor, more like Wang Manor. Yeah, oh, that's a, pretty good. There's a framed still of that. that scene. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Wonder um, Woman, do you like my decorations? <laughs> uh, I mean, decorations. <laughs> That's pretty good too. That's pretty good too. And, it, and him and Superman are about to start fighting again, fighting. And then Superman looks at his bulge and he's like, oh, never mind. This is more effective than Martha. I didn't really have anything there. I was like, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Eight I mean, inches. Think- <laughs> Why is your dick eight inches? <laughs> Why do you keep saying eight inches? <laughs> That's that's the joke. There it is. I was gonna say like, why are you hanging my art? Why are you hanging my art? <laughs> Something like that. Like he also has the Batman dick in his house. Oh right, but. right, right. Anyway, I'm glad we rounded this episode out with a conversation about Batman's dick and Superman's art and Superman's dick. Do you think Superman's dick also has a CGI mustache? <laughs> Guys, they, they, they removed CGI the pubic his pubic hair. hair. Oh, Dude, this man's dick uh, shoots out lasers. When uh, when mm. Chad voted for Wally, I was going to quit the podcast, but now that we've talked about Batman's dick, I'm back. I'm sticking around, guys. We've got a couple more years of this, and still stick, doing it. Sticking around and dicking around. Yep. Uh, uh, so let's wrap this up. Hey. Mark, what's a yep. movie you're excited for coming up, and uh, where can people find you? Oh, um, you can find me at Watlington Mark on all social media platforms, uh, and I am personally excited about Judas and the Black Messiah, yet another movie about the nation of Islam. Uh, although I think it's more about the Black Panthers, and I'm not it exactly is. sure how they're related. But it's definitely more related. about the Black Panther movement. Um, but I'm very excited to see it. It will be on HBO Max. At some point, probably February twelfth. Pretty close to February twelfth. That's when we get there. Um, yeah. So, well, Chad, what about you? Me personally, I am looking forward to, and I don't know if I'm going to get around to it when it comes out on demand. But Barb and Star go to Vista Del Rey. Um, yeah. Vista Del Mar. Sorry, Vista Del Mar. Um, I had Marina Del Rey in my head. Vista Del Mar. Uh, so Barb and Star. It looks funny. I mean, I, I like to see Kristen Wiig do, like, it, f- it feels like her 
career trajectory if she had stuck to like what she was doing in her SNL days. And she's like kind of gotten away from that. It feels like some getting back yeah. to her basics in a way. It is the co-writer um, of Bridesmaids who co-wrote good, this and star good. is starring in it with her. Good. Love I haven't seen a trailer for this yet. I need I need to watch it. Oh, you haven't? It's a delightful little trailer. Yeah. yeah I'll watch it. Uh, yeah. uh, where can people find you? Oh yeah, you can find me at Chad A. Oliver on Instagram, Letterbox, and drum roll twitter baby i'm i'm tweeting more from my account again i've decided i can handle it he's back he's back um you can find me at cody lunsford underscore on twitter and instagram at cody lunsford on letterbox we've already talked about minari and nomad land uh before so i think i'm gonna go with i think i'm I'm kind of excited about this movie called I Care A Lot, which is Rosamund Pike back, and she's, like, trying to swindle old people out of their money. I'm also a little bit excited for Breaking News in Yuba County, because that one is from Tate Taylor, who recently directed Ma, and he's kind of got, like, a fun, trashy sensibility at times, and this is a movie where... um uh uh what fuck Allison Janney and um Mila Kunis plays sisters um and then there's, there's an like crime there there's like crime or something in a it seems kind of interesting I like so both of them and I like crime yeah is it, crime, I think it'll be a is fun crime time legal in this movie or no I think crime is legal in this movie okay good good um, it also has Aquafina, Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes, Jimmy Simpson, Juliette Lewis, Ellen Barkin, Samira Wiley, Matthew Modine, Clifton Collins Jr. Mila Kunis plays like a news reporter. Um, and I do believe Allison Janney's husband goes missing. Yes. Um, so I think I think it'll be pretty fun. Um, so well, cool. It's produced by Jake Gyllenhaal, also randomly. I like um, him. He's not in it, but he's doing something. Oh, that's too uh, bad. <laughs> that's too damn bad. Oh my gosh, I watched Holes recently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Well, that's too damn bad. I'm tired of this podcast, Grandpa. Can we wrap it up? Yeah, we can wrap it up. Um. Uh, hey, live and let cry. Um, Chad was on the latest episode where we yeah. talked about Kramer versus Kramer. We will be talking about um, Grave of the Fireflies. Uh, um, next, Cody. So. I I I hope Eli doesn't hear this, but I'm going to sneak in his house and drop some fucking eye drops in his eyes while yeah, he's watching the movie. Yeah, because we're going to have to give up, if not. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Going to make this boy cry. I'm going to fucking cut some onions, uh, pepper spray him. Maybe oh, just fun. Maybe just shoot a water gun in his face and see if he <laughs> see if he notices or he thinks just tears. I feel like yeah, that may no- work. I feel like he'd notice. Well, you I never know. know. You never know. You never, never know, know until you try. Should I hate to say this? I've actually met Eli before. Um, so... <laughs> That stings, man. That stings. I want to meet him so bad. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and, um, you know, just remember, if you're good at something, never do it for free.
next movie, um, one more Danny Boyle film. Will it be the last one we cover? Remains to be seen. Yesterday could still be a pick. But until then, we're talking about Slumdog Millionaire. Um, it is available to stream nowhere, but it is available to rent wherever you find movies.